Welcome to the Give Me the Ox podcast. My name is Grant, and I am the host, and also the most. Uh, with me today to talk about music and life, and mostly music, is my friend Paige. Um, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to help people discover new music and uh, sort of get a feeling for what music means to different people. I'd like to learn what it means to, to my friends, and I'd like to be able to share that uh, as well. So, got Paige on. Um, Paige, why don't you say something? Hello. Um, my name it's is Paige. That's all, that's all I want from you. Uh, the rest of this would be a monologue. <laughs> okay. Good. So, yeah. So, Paige, you are my guest today. Yes, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I am extremely sunburned because today was oh. Memorial Day, and I spent all day doing mud work for my dad. So my well, I got sunburned too. All right, brag. But I was out at the pool, so. Brag. Um. Well, so Paige, I've young sent me an album to listen to. Um, probably recaps every time, but you know, every time I have a guest on, I ask them to share, if not the most uh, sort of important album to them, at least you know something in the top two or three uh, that that really means a lot to them. And so Paige, uh, Paige shared Trench by Twenty One Pilots with me. I know this is an album that I have already listened to. Sometimes I'm gonna have not heard of the artist, but in this case, I like the Pilots. Um, so this wasn't wasn't a big new adventure for me, but I would I would love to hear about your perspective on album. And she sent me three songs to listen to, which would be in the uh, in the notes of the episode. But the ones that she sent were Bandito and Morph and The Hype. And those are the three songs that she wanted specifically to sort of highlight. So tell me a little bit, Paige, about your sort of history with 21 Pilots and this album specifically. Okay. Um, While my freshman year of college... 2015, um, I met a girl who lived in the same dorm as me, and my roommate introduced her to me, and we already had a little bit in common, um, and she showed me 21 Pilots, and I was like, I actually had heard 21 Pilots on Vine, um, but never really looked into them, um, And so then when I heard a little bit of Blurry Face and Vessel, two of their other albums, I honestly was almost immediately just obsessed. (laughs) I just think they're really great. The curtain a little bit. We, uh, the first time I mentioned having you on and asked you for your album, we were trying really hard to pick between Colin Todd's albums, between Trench and Vessel. Mm -hmm. I, I got my start with Twenty One Pilots when I heard, maybe saw the music video, I heard the song uh, for Call Radio. 
and watching him shake mm-hmm. his head was such a perfect like encapsulation of my own anxiety and uh, you know, sort of desperation to to do something that feels like you got control. That was like, well, mm-hmm. these guys can't be, can't be that bad. I mean, you understand as a as a guy, the hype around Twin One Pilots was mostly from the high school girl crowd. Um, so there's a little bit of natural resistance there, but they uh, they deserve it. Well, of course, but who is better at being emo than teenage girls? Um, I would say that is, well, I don't know, teenage boys, I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think it's, I think it manifests in different ways. But, so, you know, mm-hmm. we know a little bit about your uh, 21 pilots uh, sort of experience. What is it about Trench that is so uh, special to you? Um, I think that despite, or not despite, but um, it's my first album being their fan like the whole way through. So I got to see the album come out um, and experience all of that. But I think also the whole kind of dramatic story that they had leading up to the album um all the like cryptic things on the internet that you could find the whole website and then just the whole story behind the album I think is really um awesome and I think that you can really see how much work they put into it and I just think it's really good all around and really well developed so share a little bit about sort of what was around the album because I know some of it. A lot of people don't know probably anything, but there was like yeah. an ARG, right? There was like a whole treasure hunt, scavenger hunt thing. Yes. So um, they, the band went on hiatus um, in twenty seventeen. They went on hiatus after doing a five-day hometown tour where they played five venues in Columbus, Ohio, where they're from. And I actually got to go to that. It was an awesome experience. You didn't really... It was very exclusive, I guess, because you had to win the chance to be able to go. You couldn't just buy the tickets. Um, And so it was a lot of people who are like me, who are just so into 21 Pilots. I mean, people were camped out on the street there for weeks. And that led up to a lot of each show had its own cryptic thing during the show that happened. That was kind of a precursor to the album. Um, And then it kind of went quiet for a while. Um, Over a year, they just really didn't do anything. And then... um, one day on their merch site, they had a video ch- like change, and there was a link at the end of the video that you could type into your browser, and it took you to this website. And uh, every few days, the website would update with something, a picture, or um, like a paragraph, something. It was very cryptic, and it started to tell this narrative 
of the story of Trench. And there was a character named Clancy, and there were, it seemed to be set in a place called Dima. Um, and there were just several clues that were kind of really exciting fans telling them that, you know, something was happening. And so the story continued to develop, and um, one day, my friend Kayla, who is the one that introduced me to 21 Pilots and who I've seen them with several times, she called me and woke me up and was like, you have to see this. And 21 Pilots had just dropped two songs and a music video for yeah, Jumpsuit. Um, and yes, and so now the new era was born, and that was yeah, just a great day. Everybody kind of got the satisfaction of knowing that they weren't just insane for following. Because, like, I saw the Reddit, I saw some of the probably towards like I'm trying to remember when did the, when did the singles drop? Was that like last summer or last? Fall? I would say. June, July so of last like summer. Probably in like February. So people were getting deep into the like every, like the capitalizations. What does the capitalization mean? Right? Or what does it mean that this is a zero instead of an O? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I frankly didn't have the energy to invest in that to sort of try and follow those, those uh, crumbs. But some people, I'm sure some people figured yeah. it out before it was even. But oh yeah i let the people figure it out for me and then i just, just it. looked so, at it yes <laughs> the songs that you picked um but then bandito more and high why, why those specifically um well morph i think is just a i would say that's one of my favorite songs on the album Purely just for, like, what the lyrics mean, I think it's really cool about just kind of, you're not going to get me down, and if you do, I'm just going to turn into something else. I'm going to, I'm going to change, I'm going to do something so that, um, I mean, essentially he's talking about God and the devil, but he's saying, like, the devil can't get me down. I think that's really, um... A really cool thing. I've always really liked the way that um, Tyler puts allusions to the Bible and to his faith in his music in a different way than I would see most artists yeah, it doing it, you know? Oblique. There's a lot of stuff that you can sort of interpret when you know who's writing it. You can say, oh, okay, I understand that the mm -hmm. person who's writing it wants us to get this out of it. But if you're, if you are a person who's listening sort of half consciously you're just gonna go oh this is kind of it's kind of weird it's like a kind of weird concept album um but it's good um mm -hmm. and i like that see i like their earlier stuff a little bit better um personally i liked vessel and glory face a little bit more than i like trench um because i i think because i like the, the writing a little bit more i think there was just it was denser right Everything, Vessel and and uh, Face both felt like he was trying to cram a lot of words into every song. I lost my connection. 
Okay, so uh, as I was saying before that checkout, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put in a yes. note here to edit. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start back from where I was. Um, I think that I liked their earlier albums better, um, and not a ton, but because it felt like he was trying to say more, and so it felt like his his uh, mm -hmm. delivery was a little bit more uh, complicated. Right, it was a little bit more rapid fire, and it kind of more like off lines as opposed to more straight lines, and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like the same album twice, but for me, that's that's what I like a little bit more. I liked when he was a little bit like migraine. I like migraine a lot, and migraine, and same thing with mm -hmm. uh, with blurry face. Uh, it's not the song, but um, no, I can't remember. But there was a song in blurry face that was the same one, and and that's a little bit more at my street, but. But this is it, and and a little bit more uh, inside baseball. You went to see three shows from the Trench Tour, correct? I actually only ended up making it to two. I was supposed to go to one the day before Thanksgiving, about eight or nine hours from my house. And I kept it a secret from my parents until about three days before, and... Needless to say, they were not very happy about it. So I oh. sold that ticket, and it broke my heart into a million little so you, pieces. You, you did <laughs> twice, and once you camped for how many days? Yes. Um, let's see. I got there on Friday morning. We actually went Thursday night, um, but we didn't see anyone else there. And so we left, came back Friday morning, and the concert was on Tuesday evening. Okay. So like yeah, five days. Normal. Uh, yeah, that uh, it was I, I great. Say, and this is I don't think I've ever said this before, uh, but one of the things I like about you is that you are able to unironically like finger over these. Obviously, the the other option here was the nineteen seventy five. That was the other sort of album that you were debating, and you are as much of a fan of mm -hmm. nineteen seventy five. I would. So that's yes. kind of cool and refreshing because we, we live in a post irony world. And so everything has to be like, I like this band, but like it's ironic because they suck or whatever. And it's kind of fun to see people who are just like, this band is the greatest band ever. I will cut you if you argue with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you're going to do something, you might as well yeah. go all in, you know? And that's how I was with One Direction. And I think that uh, One Direction really prepared me for for how much yeah. I love 21 One Pilots. Direction, you know, is kind of, a, uh, kind of an analog to the Beatles. The British boy band that mm -hmm. got insanely popular in the U.S. Mm. Definitely. Um, I, but now it's just all Harry for you, right? Oh, yeah. Harry is the one I've kept up so, with. Now, this kind of leads me into my next question. I think I, I think I know the answer to this, but um, what was 
the best concert that you ever got to see? Well, it's definitely going to be 21 Pilots, but choosing which show is yeah, really hard. The first show, oh yeah, I've always been first row. There was one time that I so was that, in the second row. That means that you don't have a lot of options because you never got stuck in the back. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it, but I really like That's being in the front. <laughs> really, it truly is. Um, I would say... Either the first time I ever saw them, which was their emotional roadshow tour. So that was the Blurry Face tour um, or album tour. And that was in 2017. And that was amazing. It was the first time I saw them. I was on Josh's side. It was such an amazing night. Um, But I would have to say the first show of the Bandito tour just blew me away the production value increase between the emotional roadshow tour and the bandito tour was just insane the the feeling that the crowd was giving off was just you can't match it i think i think that's probably i mean i love i love live music i love going to shows uh and I don't go to a ton of like sort of traditional headliner style shows, but when I saw mm-hmm. uh, Tyler the Creator in LA, that's, it's not the best concert I've ever been to necessarily, but the crowd before the show was probably the most hype I've ever seen a crowd. It was it was just nuts. The yeah. energy in the room of people being just like, I mean, they were all super inebriated in various ways, but they were also fairly yes. excited to see Tyler. And uh, it was worth it. I mean, they, they were right. It was a great show. But it's cool, that buzz, before it starts. You can look around and see people just, like, juiced. Um, and I've seen people crying and stuff before concerts. <laughs> and, you know, just, like, before it even starts, just because they're so excited to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting right. goosebumps just thinking so, about it. <laughs> flipping, uh, flipping it, what's the worst concert you've ever been to? Um, wow. Well, I had tickets to see Lana Del Rey in high school um, in the lawn of this big venue in Dallas, and... We got there, and of course, me and all my friends are wearing our flower crowns, and we're like so thrilled to be there and see Lana Del Rey. And we suffer through Courtney Love, the opener, um, which was just horrendous. And then they canceled the concert while we were there because it was going to rain, and then it didn't rain. That After is, we all left. That's what they call insult to injury. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. You like it's like enduring the surgery and then they're like, Well, sorry, we couldn't reattach your leg. <laughs> you have to go home. Yeah. I don't have room for you. Um, 
I like how you compare Courtney Love to surgery. Um, I I'm gonna have to come up with multiple stories because I've already told my worst concert story. I think I've actually already told you that, but I have plenty of like weird concert stories, and the one that I think mm-hmm. I, I, you already know about this one, but probably the most surreal experience of my life was going to see the Bad Baby mixtape release. Um, and so there's this dude in LA named Adam. Uh, he goes by Adam Goes Ham on Twitter. If you guys are interested in following him, he's a super cool dude. Um, really, like, really inspiring. Very extremely neurotic, but working really hard on um, Trying very hard to be positive. He throws all of these, like, warehouse shows. Downtown LA. There's this warehouse section underneath the freeway in like Skid Row. It's super, super shady. Um, there are homeless villages all around it, but Friday night, Saturday night for five or ten bucks, they rent out the inside of this warehouse and throw these like late night raves. A lot of them go till three or four in the morning. Let's send some really cool artists. He's he's brought in some really not just cool, but like he's brought in some pretty big Artists who brought in like Playboy Cardi once, he brought in Juice World last year. Uh, I saw Lil Debbie there. But. Yeah. He brought in Bad Baby to throw a party for the release of her mixtape. And it was a free show on a Wednesday night. And it was all ages. And it was very, very weird. Because. First of all, since it's all ages, there are a lot of, like, 13, 14-year-olds there. There was, like, a six-year-old with his, I don't know who, relative of some kind. Yikes. Um, There was a big pit at one point, which probably scared some people. And then she performed, and she was fine, I guess. She has very good production because she signed a million-dollar record deal with Atlantic. But she has the attitude to be a really, like, talented rapper. Kind of like, uh, like salt and Pepper, maybe. She really has that kind of, like, really abrasive attitude. But she's also, like, 15. So yeah. So she's, she's a little bit more attitude than skill. Um, but that was such a strange night. After the show was over, I was just like walking around, and then I saw that she had come up to the barrier and was taking selfies with people. So I ran up and handed her my phone, and she took a selfie. And growing up in the cell phone age, she is pretty adept at selfie sort of posing. It took like one second. She grabbed the phone, turned her mm-hmm. head and posed, then handed it back and left. But now I have a picture with Bad Baby. And it's like a better selfie than I could take. And she was like... Yeah, well, she has a head start. Because she's she's been on that since before you. I didn't have a smartphone until I was 18. So... Yeah. My life is truly painful. You know, I was living in the (laughs) house. 
ことなんですよ。そ,、um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I have other weird concert stories, several of them involving Adam throwing parties that are just things he thought would be cool. And they were, and very weird. And I'll tell them as we go,、uh, as this podcast continues. But one of the things that really is, is interesting to me is、uh, you know, how, how people keep up with music.、Um, I don't know how you sort of find new music or look for new music.、Um, but I always like to know what the, what the most recent song or album that you have、uh, picked up is. Yes. The most recent?、Uh, well, that would definitely be the, the new Suicide I, Boys、uh, mixtape. I,、um, I just picked that up a couple days ago with Travis Barker. Live fast, die whenever. Yes, I, I've really enjoyed that. I really dig the Suicide yeah, Boys. Yeah, I talked about them a little bit in the last episode,、um, but they are a really interesting group and extremely prolific. They put out like, like、mm-hmm. 10, three or four song EPs that were all part of the series. Then they put out. Two full lengths, and then they put out uh I Want to Die in New Orleans last fall, and then like, four or five months later,、mm-hmm. they put out another all new stuff、uh, mixtape, which is pretty sick. I just picked up、uh, a Nothing Nowhere remix, also by Travis Barker, actually.、Um, but it's of a Song that I really like, so it's always nice.、Um, yeah, the new series, of, I really want to see them live. I think that those shows would be. Me too. I just think those shows would be kind of weird because there's a lot of hype beasts around Suicide Boys. It's, it's so weird. Interesting. It's very poser. It's not poser friendly, but like they hate posers. But it's a very poser, like trendy sort of thing to like really depressing rappers. So, all the dudes wearing Supreme and like Bape are rocking G59 and stuff, showing up to Suicide Boy shows with their different family packs or whatever.、Um, <laughs> yeah, I would really like to see the crowd that. Suicide Boys brings out to、yeah. a show. I feel like it's very yeah, diverse. I mean, they make really weird music, too. I mean, they make some sort of straight down the middle rap songs, but they, the stuff they do with like, the guest artists, like Smurf and Curve and Goop, really weird beats.、And、probably the sort of stuff that. Would help if you were on heroin to enjoy. I mean, we're both, you know, we're, we're junkies, so probably helps. Yeah.、Um, I, oh, well, we have a we have concert 
history ourselves. We went to see uh, Dance Gavin Dance under oath and Bale of Maya. That was a weird show. Yes. It was a really good show. It was a very weird mix of bands. Yeah. Yeah, how did you feel? I would agree with that. They were good. Not some like they're not my kind. I didn't run right out and pick up the uh, pick up the album. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I was definitely there for Dance Gavin Dance, but that was the second time I'd seen Under Oath. Yeah, so. I saw Under Oath. They're that good. Was actually, the same time I saw Under Oath, I saw them with August Burns Red and Emery and Little Rock in like 2010, and that was. That was right before Aaron left Underworld. And kind of before they broke up. But I think they recorded an album either with him and then toured without him, or they recorded an album without him. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, Veil of Maya is uh, gent metal. Very, very technical, very fast and heavy, and not the most accessible like casual listening music um once you get into it you start to feel the vibe but it is not the sort of thing that you are just going to pick up and listen to the first 30 seconds and go oh yeah i can really bob my head in this it is uh challenging, challenging. <laughs> yeah no but, so it's on the newest music um what what do you think is the oldest, and this can be either the oldest song that you like, have on the playlist, or the oldest song by when it was released? And if you don't have a fair idea, it's okay. Um, you're letting me down. Oldest song by when it was released is probably something from the Beatles or, you know, some classic rock that I've got in my music library somewhere. I don't think I have anything from the 50s, so probably no, no 60s, I would say. Um, well, maybe. I honestly, I don't know. I don't think I have any Sinatra anymore. I know well, I did at one point. But I made the switch to Spotify, you know. Yeah. I, I mentioned it before, but I think mine is probably, it's either the Beatles or like Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I have, I have Simon and Garfunkel collections, so it doesn't say the actual like year the albums were released, but I don't listen to a lot of old music. Mm -hmm. I pretty much keep it pretty, uh, pretty modern. I don't listen to a lot really that was recorded before like 99, 98, 99. It just feels like music got a lot more interesting in the 2000s. Once, once rap started to really take hold, and then electronica, the combination of those two started to push music mm -hmm. in some really interesting directions. And uh, and that's kind of my that's kind of where I lean. Plus, it's a lot more aggressive now, which I always like for uh, working out. Mm. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of, I think this is an interesting question. I don't know if it's something that I'll keep using because, I don't know, probably, 
probably I should ask people why. Why do you have this old song? How dare you? Um, okay. Yeah. So, moving on. My segues are extremely natural and barely noticeable. Uh, as we move on to another topic, mm-hmm. what is the first album you remember buying with your own money? This is like a rite of passage um, in a young person's life. And I I know what your answer is, and I can't wait uh, for you to share it with us. Well, if you're talking about my own money that I earned, then the answer is different. But the answer that you're looking for is either High School Musical Big or Big Hannah Montana. I don't know which came first. Not really. I think that both of them are great. I, here's a true story. I have seen High School Musical because my sister had somebody over and they watched it. I was in the room. And it was bad. And Zach Efron cannot play basketball. And that really offended me. Because um, that was like my whole thing. That was my whole life. It was basketball. So watching him awkwardly shuffle around was displeasing uh well i'm gonna pretend like you didn't just say that but i will say that when my sister was in high school and i was obsessed with high school musical we had an argument because she said Paige, that's not what high school's really like and i swore that it was a few years later i was definitely proven wrong so life is i was homeschooled so, life is not like high school musical, is what you're saying. Uh, unfortunately, it is not. Because it seems like once people saw the movie, they would start trying to do that. Like, emulate. Like, break out into song? That's insane. And if you do that, you are schizophrenic. And then you get a very nice jacket for it. But... No, more like the, I don't know, trying to hang out with different cliques or set up different cliques. Or, I, I'm very weird. I really don't remember much uh, from that movie. He was a basketball star and an actor. Uh, I would say middle school was also nothing like, oh, was it like high school musical. It was like well, I hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're getting pretty close here to the end. So, one of the things I, I'm doing, because I think this would be really cool, is I'm putting together a playlist. And it's, it's a randomized playlist. So, what I want you to do is either Spotify or your iPhone, whichever one you have more music on or prefer, just hit shuffle. And whatever the first song that pops up is, let me know, and we're going to put that on the playlist, and I'm going to do that also. And then the playlist is going to be public, and I'm going to include the link in all of the episodes of the podcast so people can find the music, because I think it's going to be a very weird playlist full of music that nobody's ever heard of, which is very exciting. So I'm going to hit shuffle, and I'll let you know what comes up for me, and then you let me know what you got. 
Okay, so I got, the, I guarantee nobody knows this song. It's by a band called Athlete. They are a British sort of pop rock, piano rock band. And the song is called Superhuman Touch. And it's from the album Black Swan. Uh, I first heard Athlete on airplane on British Airways on my way to India and then I looked them up after the flight because this was 2005 and they did not just have like song titles this was the old days of the radio in your seat style airplane so I had to yes. like, do some serious googling on some lyrics to try and find out what band was uh, the one that did the song that I liked but I did eventually find it so yeah, I man, remember those days. Old days. People don't understand how hard it used to be. You would Google song lyrics and they might you would Google song to find lyrics music. And they might be there. Like I like this song. I don't I can't understand mm-hmm. it. Let me look it up. Nothing. So you <laughs> still don't know what words they're saying. Back in the day, back way back, Newsboys era, like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, there was a song nobody could understand they're australian and they're saying words that people didn't usually use anyway and your lyrics went online you just had to kind of make it up and hope that you were saying it right um, it was an embarrassing <laughs> time the 90s truthfully were an embarrassing decade for everybody i think um but that's enough of my vamping what uh what song did you get I actually got Son of Robot okay. by Dance Gavin Dance from Artificial Selection. So I'm, gonna add I'm adding it into my notes right now, and then afterwards while I'm editing, put this stuff back together. Um, and that kind of does it for me in terms of sort of prepared questions and stuff. Uh, if you have anything you want to have people like check out or support, you know, I know you started H U Brave, so you know, if I'm doing this with like Twitch streamers or whatever, or comedians, obviously they want to plug their projects, but unless you have projects mm-hmm. that I don't know about, you might want to plug other stuff that you're passionate about, or your Twitter, or your Instagram, or whatever. So just give us those sweet beats and. Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I try to be funny, and my handle is just Paige Kylie, my first and middle name. Um, and then my that's also my okay, cash so app. So <laughs> send me some money. The, that's gonna be the real point of this podcast is to try and make some cash. So Send Paige some money. And Definitely. Send me some of that because she's my very good friend. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, you'll get a royalty. Um, I'm going to make $1 on this podcast. It's going to cost me money to make. Um, but this is now, this is now attempt number two. Two in the can. Got to do some editing. Get this stuff out there. It's going to go up on Tuesdays. So. The first episode should go up tomorrow, uh, and that's going to be with my friend Christine. And you, sh- 
You may be number two. Depends. Um, I'm kind of trying to figure out how I want to schedule these out. But yeah, every Tuesday. And uh, it's going to be on iTunes. I've already got it set up so that it will go to iTunes. Um, so I think it'll be cool. Hopefully we can get a cool little community around it. And uh, you know, really get some interesting music being shared. And yeah, the thing that for me, I'm I'm a music uh, snob, right? So the thing for me is I have all these little bands that I love. A good example is I used to really love Owl City, and uh, I had a friend in yeah. school who showed me Owl City before he had released. Um, but before Fireflies had come out, like a year or two before that. So I had a pretty good background on Owl City when he started to blow up, and I had spent the last two years trying to share his music with people so that he would be successful. And then he got successful and I stopped listening to him because it wasn't cool anymore. But I have a lot of like bands that I'm really passionate about, and I want to get them out there because... If people don't hear about them, then they have to quit making music and work at Guitar Center. And that's really, that's really depressing. <laughs> um, so I think this would be fun. And you are more than welcome to come back and do this again. We can do one uh, when you come visit if you want. Not where you can not step on each other's words. Of course. But otherwise, I'm going to let you get back to your very full night, I'm sure. And, uh, oh, yes. Catching up on Handmaid's too. feels like you don't even have to watch that anymore. Because it's just like you see it every day. Yeah, it's not even a... Real life it's now? It's not even a parody. Oh, well, <laughs> hopefully the meteor hits us and this all goes away. But, yeah. Definitely. We can only hope. Well, I appreciate your time, Paige, and I'm going to call it here, and we'll, we'll catch up again in a bit, and I'm going to play the outro music like a pro. Look at that. So smooth. So, so seamless. And stop. Absolutely. Okay.